Let's be real. Sometimes we feel lost in a sea of unending voices, voices that are stirring up opinions on juicy topics or shouting empowerment cliches like, you got this girl, all on your own. All the while, we're mumbling to ourselves, how the heck do I live up to all that? When the only part I relate to in those words are, all on my own. But you are not alone. We can all overcome our uncertainty and doubt one cheery conversation at a time. Join author, speaker, and pastor Sunny Hennessy every Wednesday as she and a special guest engage in cheery conversations, pointing to how Jesus sheds light on every juicy topic. This is Sunny, and welcome to Cheery Conversations. My guest this week is Erin Hansen. She's a mom to young kids and to a preteen. Let's listen this week as we talk about the juicy topic of being a mom. This week, our guest is Erin Hansen. Erin and her husband, Adam, have been married for 15 years. She is mom to Lucy, Ruby, and June. Erin gets to have her career in a field she is passionate about as a highly sought after photographer and owns her own business, Erin Jean Photography. She was featured in our winter 2019 Life and Culture magazine. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Sunny and Erin about the ever-changing parenting relationship. Erin, <laughs> you have some kids in a few different stages, but it's your oldest that you have some questions like, what's next? Yes, so we have three girls. Um, they are three, 10, and almost 12. Um, so sixth grade this year. Big year. Yes, and I guess our oldest is where we're most focused for right now in struggling with friendships and relationships mm -hmm. and the school world of that socialness. Um, and just obviously changing and all the things that happened yeah. in middle school. So I guess coming from your kids being in high school, where, what were what were the things that you wished people would have told you going into that? I wish more would have told me that they all thought about homeschooling. Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> because, I'm aware. I homeschooled. I know. I homeschooled multiple times, okay. like throughout the years. Did? I okay. did. I homeschooled Aubrey like second grade, Aubrey and Isaiah like when they were both third and fourth grade. I homeschooled Aubrey again last year, her eighth grade year, but then I would send him back to school because mm -hmm. I'm not good at homeschooling. Right. And yeah. I know that's not an excuse. Yeah. And that's why I kept doing it mm -hmm. because I'm like, well, this isn't about me. This is what's best for my kids. And like, I just never felt called to be a teacher. Yeah. I felt called to be a mom, but not the teacher mom. Mm -hmm. So I think if I knew that is very normal to think I have to bring my kids back, protect them, save them, mm -hmm. fix the situation, and I will think about homeschooling and not think that maybe that was God saying homeschool every time. Mm -hmm. I think probably one of the three times, sure. God said homeschool. Yeah. The other two, I was just like, this is unacceptable how kids treat each other. Mm -hmm. Girls are super hard. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like kids lose the innocence of some things. Mm -hmm. And then they have no self-awareness on the other. So you couple those. It's like they merge in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have a filter like a kid. Right. But then they don't have self-awareness like an adult. So they just say everything that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I know you said public school, mm -hmm. but also we've done Christian school and Catholic school. And even in those schools, what we found out is what's happening in the home is how those kids talk to yes. one another at school. Yes. So if mom and dad sit around the table and they talk bad about the principal, the teacher, the boss, mm -hmm. kids go to school and they don't think anything of talking bad about people, yeah. but they say it right to their face. Right. You know, adults are better at 
gossiping behind people's right, back, right. you know, which is terrible in itself. So I think to know that that is common, mm -hmm. one, you don't get in freak out mode. Yeah. And you can <laughs> kind of sit on it, prey on it. What I think I would have done more is I think I would have encouraged Aubrey to have, and even Isaiah, to have Jesus friends. Mm -hmm. And maybe I would have set up at sixth grade and even third, fourth, fifth grade, you're setting up play dates as much as they are and you're you're coordinating that. Mm -hmm. I probably would have done that because now in high school, they want to choose their own friends entirely. And I wish that they would have had more core Jesus kids that had grown up with them through elementary. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the biggest thing I would do versus running to homeschooling. Yeah, and I think we do do that. We have definitely like their they both, all the girls have like their core Jesus friends, Good. but they're not class school. Mm -hmm. So that's, there's like a separation there that makes it more difficult where I think our oldest is just not thriving yeah. in that. But I don't know that any middle schooler thrives. Mm. It's just. Well, and I think for girls, and I'd say this for us women, like when we know we're not alone, that's a big step in helping. Mm -hmm. And so I think for your daughter to know that you've talked to other moms and yeah. they've got girls her age and that all these moms say this is such a hard year. Mm -hmm. uh, we have someone that works for us that used to be a fifth grade teacher. And she said fifth grade and sixth grade, she said it just begins to get hard. Yeah. And she said that those are crucial, critical, hard years. I think the knowledge of that, so your daughter doesn't start to say, what's wrong with me? And why can't I do this? And everybody else seems fine. Not everybody else is fine. Now, I can't speak only to your situation, uh, but I do think when home is safe mm -hmm. and you have a Jesus home, mm -hmm. then that sets her up for life too. Like now I've thought about Aubrey should just be homeschooled again freshman year. <laughs> and I'm like, Sonny, this is a cycle. Like yeah, right. you're just gonna, you can't in college say come home and homeschool. Right. Yeah, you can, but in, yeah, yeah, I guess you can't. We're gonna homeschool college yeah. now too. Like just say, right. so I, I know that that's a cycle for me, but what I, I have started to learn is that if Aubrey knows the safe places at home mm -hmm. and that's because of Jesus, that mm -hmm. sets us up for a pattern of I'm here, right. like I'm an adult and I'm at work. Right. And I need to be a light and I need to, but I can't let how people talk, what they say, just tear me down because I've learned that Jesus is a safe place. My home growing up was a safe place. Mm -hmm. So I want that for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather my kids come home and be shocked at the world yeah. than, than be uh, just desensitized by the world, which can also happen. So with that, what, okay, so a new thing obviously with this generation that we did not have is she just got her first cell phone yeah. because <laughs> she is babysitting. So our, her younger siblings. So that's been something for us is like home is safe. Home is yes. the safe place, but it's not as safe as when I was, would get home at that age because there's still access to the yeah. world. It's not the same. So mm -hmm. yes, we have boundaries and like she can't have it in a room at night, but like what were things I guess with that? Cause that's been a big like, question mark because we didn't live through that right and when we were in middle school to like boundaries or rules that you wish would have been in place regarding that because yes home is safe but it's a different world where there's so much coming in even right at home our kids hated this and she'll hate this because yeah. she'll say everybody else gets to yeah. but our kids were late to get phones compared to their friends yeah. um, but they got them mm -hmm. and we I'd still be happy if they never had them right. like I'd be happy if right now at 15 and 16 they didn't have them mm -hmm. they would really be the only one yeah. you know uh, 
Snapchat, we were late to let them add it. And again, I wish I they didn't have Snapchat. Mm -hmm. But we are trying to give the leash and then have them fail okay. with that leash. And it's been taken away. Uh, our kids have had their phone taken away and that's the grounding that okay. is the most effective. Okay. Uh, but apps, like the ones they have, it's kind of like, look, you can when you can be trusted with this the next year there it's like i think rather than here you're nine mm -hmm. have it in any app you right. want like why do that mm -hmm. why not build this trust they go oh you trust me then i want to keep that trust here's another app they fail they yeah. abuse it and you say you got to take that off mm -hmm. so snapchat and um visco is a new thing mm -hmm. that is where people don't like or comment. You just post pictures and you put your link within Instagram and Instagram's a big deal. Like Visco just happened and I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. And it's where parents don't see it as much mm -hmm. because they don't know about it. So right. it's usually the girls post themselves in bikinis. And at sixth grade, they're already having the pressure like you need to post yourself in a bikini. Yeah. And so I think saying, you're not gonna have a passcode on your phone. Mm -hmm. If you do, I will know it. And you, if you change it, you'll lose your phone, you know, like for a week. You're not gonna have Snapchat. If it's uploaded, if I see you have it, then you're gonna lose your phone for a week. And then, you know, re repeated offenses. Aubrey got up to a month grounding from her phone. And then something happened and she lost it for two months. And frankly, the detoxification of my daughter. I love her more right now. Right. She is so like, just the purity has come back in her eyes even because what you see. Instagram, you just, click on the little uh, the little hourglass and it's mm -hmm. explore and I mean that's anything right. so right. at first we were like Isaiah and Aubrey don't click that well that's like right. Satan said right. oh just this tree right. and then that's the apple they wanted so that's right. a bummer because right. all it was was a click and they could go what are mom and dad talking about mm -hmm. so I think it's giving a little rope at a time and they know then this can be taken away and by 18 you probably will have all the apps but you'll be wise enough that you won't abuse the apps yeah I love those questions. Um, I love questions and especially when they're asked in a safe place because you can learn so much more because you're willing to ask bigger and deeper questions. So right now I wanna ask this question. We talked about rules a little bit earlier. How do your kids know what the rules are? Like how do you set them up for the rules and how do they know what they are and what the consequences will be? I think that's a huge parenting mistake I've made is not establishing expectations. Thinking because now they're 12 or 13, they'll understand with, I just gave you this phone or I just gave you the chance to go to a boy girl bowling alley party, that they'll know what the rules are. Like, well, you know better. You were raised in a Jesus home and, and it's a problem when you don't. So we implemented family meeting in the living room, which is separate than other places. Most of the time, the kitchen, kitchen or dining room table, they have their own type of discussion and we want the dining room table to be a place where it's never tense. It's because we have very few meals around the mm -hmm. table. That's a fight that I fight for. But when I get that, then I want it to be calm and peaceful. So we have used our, and it's actually our formal living room. So not our family room. Where it's like, hey, family meeting. Now they hate it if we do it too much. Yeah. But typically we also use it to go, hey, we're gonna go on a cruise. And we announce in the room at the family meeting something good. Okay. We do in the formal living room. Aubrey reads the Christmas story mm -hmm. as we prepare to open gifts. So it's a good place, not yeah. just a bad place, but it's a 
okay, seriously, like everybody's facing each other focused and they know it's serious. And honestly, as I say that, I go, yeah, we're probably due for one. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if you get to someone's house that you thought you were going over to a bunch of guys' house to play video games and two girls are there, what is the rule? Like if all the guys go up to the boy's bedroom, mm -hmm. do you all and the girl go up to the bedroom? Well, I would just go, well, Isaiah knows better. Right. But like, have we said, right. you know, would at this point at 16, I probably wouldn't say you better call us and we'll come get you. Cause I did that when he was 14 and 15, he got in trouble if there was a mixed crowd. So I think it's a good question because I think a good answer is realizing that you're in a next phase and you're in three seasons with right. three kids. So right. that's three different sets of rules. Right, so do you, with that, do you do it individually? Like, do you have that conversation with just him and then with just her, or is it like everybody has the same set? <laughs> I don't know if your kids are this way, but Isaiah, and it's he's the oldest, and he's a boy, mm -hmm. but he totally tries to parent Aubrey and okay. always has. Yeah. He's, he's either he's defending, he's, protecting or he's parenting. Yeah. So for accountability, I think they all need to be in the room. Okay. I mean, a three-year-old versus right. a 12, no, that yeah, might be I a little different, but for sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because then it's, look, this is the standard. Right. Um, there's things that Isaiah's like, he thinks we should be harder on Aubrey. Mm -hmm. But if we sat in a room and went, these are the rules and we're good with this, this, mm -hmm. this is more rope. Isaiah's accountable to be a little giving in that mm -hmm. mom and dad set. Mm -hmm. So I think, I even think like employees, like when I have people who are on my team, most of the time, if we're all in the same room and we hear the same thing, we all feel more confident in what is the boundary versus one-on-one -on -one right. side conversations. And so do you also do that with like the punishment? Do they know, like, do you talk to them? Like, okay, so my example is, yeah. in a panic, Lucy's actually really, really a good, good kid, mm -hmm. but she did something silly and I was like, get in a time out. Get in a time out. <laughs> She cried. I mean, it was like three hours of her lecturing me how that was not appropriate <laughs> That's punishment. But it just, because of the three levels of parenting, it just was like, came out. And then I was like, oh, wow, okay. Like, and then I was like, what do, I don't even know how to punish her anymore because she is so good that it was just, okay, we're, we've switched. Like, this is not appropriate. Right. So do you talk to them about that? Like, this is what's going to happen? Or is that something that just depends on what? They did. I, I think the cause and effect, they need to learn that and the the discipline will match the, the problem because for me to have taken Aubrey's phone for two months on that first offense would have been way over disciplining. Right. And then we wonder why our kids might sneak out or hate us and you know, I'm right. gonna show them because we over discipline. Cause and effect really takes it off of you. It's almost like you're giving your kids a HR handbook. Mm -hmm. Like these are the guidelines. Mm -hmm. And if you do this, this happens. Right. I mean, that's proactive parenting. So I think that's best. I also know that when someone gets disciplined of our two kids, of course they're eight, they're 19 months apart, mm -hmm. but Isaiah totally wants to know what, what, what'd you do about Aubrey? And Aubrey's oh, like, well, yeah. what'd you do about Isaiah? <laughs> right. So actually to give the, this is what's happening right. together as well. That works too. Mm -hmm. Because reactive parenting is the norm. Like I am guilty of it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I go, I never knew we'd deal with this. So I react out of, this is crazy. And then I'm so mad that they would think that that was acceptable, that I overreact, I overdiscipline, and then I can't follow it through. Cause I'm like, you're not doing anything for two weeks. And then I already committed, we'd go somewhere and they could spend right. the night somewhere right. and I couldn't follow through. Yes. So it's proactive parenting, not reactive parenting. 
Preach into the love choir. That. Yeah. yeah. I love that. The word rules has come up a oh. lot in this conversation, which can be scary, like not just for our kids, but I think as parents, the word rules is scary for us because it makes us sometimes feel guilty. Mm -hmm. But one phrase I hear a lot is, you can't have rules without relationship. Mm -hmm. So talk about that. What does that mean? You need to have a relationship to make the rules work, right? Mm -hmm. How does that how does that play out in your in your family? Uh, I think rules we we don't really use the word rules in our home but i think that's common to think of it that way we were we our kids asked us so when am i going to be able to date like and what they were asking is what's the rule on dating mm -hmm. and i just thought i said you know what it'll all depend i didn't want to give 16 because then they get to 16 and they want to date some crazy person right. and i've said <laughs> the rule is 16. Right. i also didn't want to say 14 when it's the right person mm -hmm. so even that like relationship with who they're wanting to hang out with trumps the rule of at what age can you start going to the movies with people mm -hmm. i don't want isaiah going to the movies at 18 years old with the wrong people with the wrong girl and so I think it's the really, like we say a lot in our home, you know what, case by case, you know what, we'll talk about it. And it's each thing is individual. Again, we don't do that perfect, but I don't think that we've used the word rules a lot because rule does have a really bad connotation. Mm -hmm. Whereas like consequence to action, mm -hmm. those are good words to use. You know, I was going to ask you, Casey, because you have preteen and teen and uh, this can help us. Yeah. Have you noticed, do you have one or are both of them really good at negotiating and, or even making you feel guilty when you say no? Because that's something that if you're not in that, when she's 12, second. we're headed. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a thing. Do you yeah. have that? Uh, yeah, I actually my younger one is probably, I would consider a negotiator and I don't even know if like, he does it on purpose or if he's conscious, like maybe they're smart enough to know it works. But um, yeah, and I would say uh, having conversations like this is why it's it's worth having conversations because knowing that that is maybe natural and normal <laughs> yeah. um, in the progression of kids getting older makes me feel better. If maybe that's not great, but it does make me feel better to know like, okay, I'm not alone. It happens in other parenting relationships. It doesn't make me a bad mom. It doesn't make me and BJ bad parents, um, but the conversation's good because then it helps me be aware of the what's next, which is what your question was. Um, and so, yeah, do we have the negotiator? I, we do, and I know that's probably an area I just need to counter that. Like, how do I counter that? Um, and so this conversation is great, and it makes me think that it's a conversation that we want all parents to have. Um, you know, like, who is in the, in the season ahead of you that you can ask these what next questions? So Sunny, who is that for you? Where do you get your what next answers when yeah. it comes to parenting? Uh, we've gone to Pastor Lori a lot because she has three adult <laughs> kids who all turned out really well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, you better show me the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> you can say I'm a great mom, but like, how are your kids? Right. Which the flip side of that can be really hard because then I go, when my kids screw up, that means I'm a bad mom. <laughs> if my kid negotiates, I'm a, no, my son can make me feel really guilty really quick. Right. And I never saw that coming. So that, but that doesn't make me a bad mom. That makes him maybe a leader and a future mm -hmm. lawyer. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, but, but yes, I do ask people who have children who the fruit is good. The mm -hmm. kids love Jesus. Even if they had a tough spell, ultimately the foundation was there. I also think back to my Aunt Judy and I look at how my Aunt Judy's daughter looks at her and looks to her for everything Jesus, Bible, 
how Jesus would act. Mm -hmm. And I don't even sometimes have to ask Aunt Judy. I would just go, how did she? I remember Aunt Judy would bring out the mixed orange and lemonade because she would cut one of them was expensive, was like 30 cents a thing, and the other was 10 cents a tube. And so to save money, she would cut the other one with lemonade and orange juice, and she'd say, you want some juicy juice? And she would serve me up like at a bar, like at her counter, yeah. and she would do that with her daughter. So when I lived with her for a short amount of time, I realized real quick that's what she would do with her daughter mm -hmm. and her sons, is she would come home from school with them, because she was a teacher, and it was the time to talk. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't have to ask Aunt Judy, how'd you do it? How'd you have good conversation relationship? Mm -hmm. She served them juicy juice, and that was never empty in the fridge, because you didn't know when you needed to serve up at the bar right. your kids. And so Aubrey, when she will now say, can we go to Chipotle? Or yesterday we went to Bonafide, because we're on the Daniel Fast. And she said, can we stay? And frankly, I'm thinking, I could get home by four o'clock, have more time to work. And I'm like, yeah, like girl time to sit and eat. And I, I had to tell myself, put your phone away, mm -hmm. sit and eat. And oh, she just told me all about everything that happened at school. And to her, it was a girl date. But to me, I saw that acted out by my aunt serving me yeah. juice after school and I could unpack. My mom would come sit on the end of my bed and not say anything and I could just talk. And I knew our time was mom on the end of the bed. So last night I walked into Aubrey's room and I prayed for her, kissed her. She asked for help with homework. I'm like, <laughs> I looked at it, it was science and a graph and I went, <laughs> and I said, you know what? Be really, really successful someday and hire somebody to do that. And she goes, she goes, that's the worst parenting advice. I go, I know, right? Like, I hate homework. And I lit, and so then I start to walk out. She goes, you could come and just sit. And we didn't do homework. We just sat. And that's from watching. Mm -hmm. So watching a mom mm -hmm. who is doing it right or did it right. Yeah. And that's like, that's the relationship, mm -hmm. right? And Over so the that is going to help them understand as much as they don't like the rules, mm -hmm. they will understand there's a purpose and it's because yes. we love yes. them and we're protecting them. So yes. I love that. Thank you for all yes. these really great yes. questions yes. on parenting. Yes, <laughs> yes, so great. We have an amazing parenting resource. It's our Parent Life Facebook group. We would love to have you join that and get some questions answered. You can pose some questions. There's some resources that are out there. We'd love for you to join that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to SunnyHennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.